0: Hey, how's it going? Today I am talking about fueling for your challenge. This is Running to the Castle, a podcast for injury-prone run Disney runners on a journey to running magical miles. Join me, Dr. Allie, as I share the secrets I've gathered as a runner, doctor of physical therapy, and coach. You'll learn the exact ways I get my clients to the castle strong without feeling broken or held together with KT tape as they cross the finish line. So when I'm recording this, princess weekend is this week. So you could be doing the 5k, the 10k, or the half, or maybe you're doing the fairy tale challenge. If you struggled with injury throughout training, it's a real big bummer, but there are things you can do this week to fuel the right way so that you can cross the finish line without feeling broken. Okay, so we are going to talk about things to eat things to avoid and things you want to have a little bit of, but it doesn't, it's not the main priority this week. Okay. So when you are in race week, you want to pay attention to what you're eating. Of course, pay attention to what you're eating throughout training, especially if you're injury prone or already injured. And if you're listening to this, or maybe you're watching on YouTube that's why you're here, because that's what I talk about. So with this week in mind, if you've been in my world for any length of time, you know I talk about eating proteins, carbs, and fat. So those are the three macros. If anybody has ever told you, oh, you need to balance out your macros, you need to count your macros, whatever, whatever they're saying, macros, macronutrients, those are the big type of nutrients that you put in your body, as opposed to micronutrients, which are vitamins and minerals. Okay, so that's a quick little difference. So when we're talking about fueling for race week, you often hear about carb loading. And many of my clients, because they do run Disney races, they think they actually don't need to carb load because they're not necessarily running a marathon. Of course, there's marathon weekend and you can run the marathon. But they think because it's a smaller distance, a shorter distance, they don't need to carb load. And I disagree because it's not about the distance that you're running. It's the length of time that you'll be active, right? So let's say you're doing the 5k one day. Well, in any other world, running world, You may not uh, carb load for that, and you may not fuel during the race for a 5K. But with Run Disney you are most likely doing multiple races. Maybe you're doing the 5K and the 10K. Maybe you're doing the 5K and the half marathon. Maybe you're doing them all. So 5K, 10K, and half marathon. And I'm specifically talking about those three. I'm not saying anything about the marathon because I'm talking about Princess Week and that one only has the three, okay? So you aren't fueling for the single distance that you're running. I see all the time people will comment in Facebook groups, I'll get DMs about it and somebody will say, "Well, I don't need to carb load and I don't need to fuel during my race because it's such a short distance." You want to think about the amount of time that you'll be out active. And with Run Disney, one of the beauties of Run Disney, one of my favorite things about Run Disney is you get to have all these character stops. You get to have all of these photo pass moments through the castle, through the parks, just in general, having fun. And that part is going to take longer. So, your 5K, yes, maybe you could run a 5K in 40 minutes, but at Disney, It could take you an hour to an hour and a half. Yes, you are going slow, you know, doing 3.1 miles over the course of an hour or hour and a half. That's going to be a slow pace. But as you know, the 5K doesn't have balloon ladies. It doesn't get tracked. You get the the majority of the time that you want. Yes, of course, there are instances where they do, um, you know, push you along Nicely, but push you along so that you're. Um, they can open the park, but think about the length of time that you're going to be out and active, and so you may need to carb load for a five k. You may need to carb load for a ten k. You may need to carb load for a half marathon when somebody else who's not doing a run Disney race is not carb loading for that same race distance. Okay, so it's not about the distance, it's about the amount of time that it will take you. And my clients, and likely you, since you're listening to this, you probably are a quote unquote, and I do use air quotes if you're not watching this, using air quotes to say, not a fast runner. I hate that phrase. The difference between running and walking is that at one point in time when you're walking, both feet are on the ground. Okay, when you're running, that never happens. Okay, so don't think of a speed for running. That was a little bit of a a, a tangent there. But so most of my clients, they are racing at like a 15 minute per mile. I even have a client right now, her Last, um, at marathon weekend, excuse me, no, at Dumbo, Double Dare, I think she averaged 18 minutes per mile. Now you might be wondering, well, isn't it a 16 minute per mile? That's the pace that the last person crossing the start line, which is typically the balloon ladies, but that's that pace that person has to catch, uh, um. Uh, hold. So as long as you are ahead of them, you could be going slower than that. And this person is in Club Run Disney. So she automatically gets placed in Corral B. So she walked all of her races so far, Wine and Dine, Marathon Weekend, Dopey Challenge. And um, she did Dumbo Double Dare. And she's going to do Princess. So you can go slower. So don't think of speed. I'm not going fast. I don't need to carb load. It's about the length of time that you are going to be on the course. Okay. So carb loading, let's get into talking about this now. So leading up to the race, uh, in this race week. So the 5k is Friday. The 10k is Saturday and the half marathon is on Sunday. So if you're doing all of the races, or at least the challenge, so the 10k and the half, you should start carb loading by Wednesday for sure. You may even consider doing it earlier, especially if you know yourself that on travel days that you don't really eat. I have a hard time. I have to like force myself to eat on travel day. So if I'm traveling on Thursday, I may want to start carb loading on Tuesday because I know I'm going to have a deficit on Thursday, a deficit meaning I'm not going to eat just in general. I'm not going to eat as much. So I would start a little bit earlier, but you definitely want to start by Wednesday. Okay. So by Wednesday, if you're doing the 5k, in addition to that, you want to start earlier. So I have some clients who just start focusing on it as as early as Sunday, and they just focus on it all week. So fueling, I talk about fueling as fueling and hydration. So I'm not going to mention the word hydration. Yes, you need to hydrate. That's going to be encompassed in this. So you want to drink your water. You want to drink your electrolytes. You don't want to just do pure water because that actually won't hydrate you enough the right way as hydrating with water and electrolytes. My favorite is Liquid IV. Find one that you like. I know people like Drip Drop, um, Noon. Those are two that just come to the top of my mind. I personally like Liquid IV because of the way it tastes. So that's part of fueling. And you can get some of your carbs in with your hydration. However, however, the hydration, the electrolytes and hydration, those the sugars and the carbs that you see, those are going to be simple carbs. When you're carb loading, you're we're talking about doing complex carbs. So there are two different, and it really just is based on how hard it is for your body to digest. Simple is simple and easy to digest. You digest it quicker. Complex is more challenging, more complex, takes longer to digest. Those are the differences. So think of simple carbs as something that gives you a quick energy, something that you wouldn't want your kids to eat right before going to bed and get a sugar high. So candies, cakes, um, anything with that, like that tastes really, really sweet. Okay. So like our cane sugars, Types of things. Complex carbs are still sweet. They take longer to digest. So think of that as your vegetables. So the way you can incorporate it is you eat a few more vegetables at dinner. Incorporate them in your lunch and your breakfast. It also includes whole grain pastas and bagels and breads. Things that I avoid during race week, carb loading and fueling, things like pizza. I know it's delicious, and yes, there are lots of carbs. If you eat the traditional kind of pizza that we think of here in America, it has a lot of cheese on it. You want to avoid cheese and cream based things leading up to the race. Why? Well, have you ever had a lot of cheese and then not be able to go to the bathroom the next day? You can't poop. You're all backed up. We do not want that feeling on race day. You want your body to essentially be emptied, right? So you also want to avoid cruciferous vegetables for the same reason. Cauliflower, broccoli. Brussels sprouts, the things that make you gassy and make you feel bloated. Those will keep you gassy and bloated for race day. That could also be things like legumes, beans. Those are not considered complex carbs. However, we're talking bloating and gas right now. So those are types of things that you want to avoid. So leading up to race day, you're fueling with complex carbs. So maybe you have a bagel for breakfast instead of whatever you normally have, yogurt. I'm not sure. I like a smoothie in the morning. So actually my smoothie has protein, fat, and carb. It has um, blueberries, spinach, and a whole banana in there. So if I want to add some more complex carbs, I might chop up some or puree some carrot. Could even get those little kitty pouches of pure carrot, put it into my smoothie. That would be a way to just get a little extra carb in my breakfast. Um, I also love bagels and bread. So sometimes for lunch, I don't have much. I have a protein shake, you know, one of those like orgain pre-made things. And then a carb and a fat with it. Well, maybe that week leading up to race day, I have a sandwich. And then that gets me some bread. And then for dinner, uh, lean protein, a carb. So oh, rice could be considered um, a carb in there. Also, I could do carrot, sweet potato. Those are some of my favorites because they're sweet. They're delicious. So you want to load up on some of these complex carbs and you don't have to do a ton. I actually don't track. I know that if I eat just a little bit more, if I'm consciously eating a little bit more than I normally do, you know, if my normal dinner has one carrot, maybe I have two or three carrots, like full carrots, not like the baby carrots, right? If you're eating more than you usually do, you're already doing better. Okay. So I personally don't really track, just eat a little bit more than what you normally do. If you never eat them, maybe don't Try it out for race week. You should have been trying it out a couple of weeks earlier. That's what I work with my clients on. If they don't eat these kinds of complex cards, we try them out earlier in training. Um, we actually do like a race week trial where if they don't typically eat those types of things, in addition to doing like a race week trial of the costume and um, distances, not actual race distance, but simulation of how they're going to be. That whole week, uh, that's when we'll we'll try out the the different types of foods. Okay, that was a little bit of a tangent there as well. You'll notice I go on a few little tangents. I try and reel it back in. So sorry about that. So that's fueling leading up to race day. So you want to eat a little bit more complex carbs each day leading up to race day. And when you are racing, you also want to include those types of foods if you're doing multiple races, and or the challenge. Okay, so you still have to carb load on 10k day, even though 10k is done, if you're also doing the half marathon, or if you're doing the 5k and the half marathon, you still need to carb load on half marathon, excuse me, 5k day and the next day in prep for the half marathon. That brings me to fueling for race day. As you know, nothing new on race day okay I just alluded to that with what you're eating with your pre-fuel your pre-race fueling nothing new on race day either eat a normal breakfast a normal breakfast for me I just mentioned my smoothie that's really hard to do but I also eat oatmeal. so when I travel for the races I eat oatmeal I bring my oatmeal I bring a um an electric kettle so I can heat up my water. It's an instant, um, quick oats. And then I add my goodies in there, banana, some peanut butter, and, um, a combination granola that I really like that I get at Costco. It has like, oh, I'll have to look at it, but it has like coconut pieces in it. So it makes it sweet. And it's an overall good thing, um, that works for me to keep me fueled. Then when you're racing, I have learned to do at least 60 grams, sometimes up to 90 grams every hour of carbs. Okay, so this is where we want our simple carbs. So I use liquid IV and I use gummy bears. I don't like goose and gels. I can, I can stomach down a few like Gatorade blocks. I don't even know if they make those anymore and it just... It got to the point where I wasn't eating them enough that they would go, they would expire and get hard. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm the only one eating these in the house. Like I shouldn't be doing this. So then I learned just use gummy bears, use candy, gummy bears, Swedish fish. I have a client who uses, um, peanut butter pretzels, swears by them, find what works for you. Oh, I have another client who does like the little rice crispy bits perfect great you like pop tarts do pop tarts whatever you can stomach that's a quick carb think of something that if somebody was really low blood sugar maybe somebody maybe you have a friend who has diabetes ask them what they would use for a quick sugar if they had a hypoglycemic episode and they needed sugar fast a lot of them do um orange juice or flat soda Can't necessarily carry those on the course, so it's a little harder, but I like the liquid IV because I'll pour it in my water, finish it before I get to a water station, fill up at the water station, make another one, and then I do the gummy bears. So I take in my fuel every 20 minutes. It does feel like I'm constantly eating. So I take a little pack of gummy bears. I'm not sure how many grams they are. I know that in my hour, I'm getting about 60 grams. So that's probably 20 grams. Oh yeah, it's between the liquid IV and the gummy bears, it's 23 grams and I do that every 20 minutes. So I'm a little past the 60 grams. That works great for me. Some people are gonna need some more, okay? Use the type of food that works for you and do enough of it that works for you. I promise If you are somebody who has said, I don't need to fuel during a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, you don't know how good you can feel until you do it another way. I used to do fasted running just because I don't like breakfast. That's how I found my breakfast smoothie and the oatmeal as well, because I don't like traditional breakfast foods. I don't like eggs. Pancakes and waffles just don't keep me full long enough. So I and I like to work out in the morning. So I would go for a run fasted, and I was like, oh, I'm fine. I can totally do this. And then this was years ago. And then I started adding in, you know, liquid IV and Gatorade shoes and now the gummy bears and whatever, whatever, whatever. Holy cow, is it a completely different world? You you don't know how good you could feel until you feel that way. One of my clients, we did um training for Dopey this year, and as she was getting ready for it, she's like, "I'm I'm going to be eating the whole marathon. I'm going to be eating the whole marathon." I was like, "You might be. You might be. That just might be a thing that you're doing." And she did it, and afterwards she's like, "Oh my god, I felt so good. You're right. I I didn't know that I felt bad before." because I didn't know what good could feel like. So bring your during the race fuel. Eat and drink something. Eat and drink simple carbs. Whatever works for you. Okay? So I think that wraps it up on how to fuel leading up to the race. So we talked about Pre race fueling with what to eat, what types of carbs to eat. Make sure you're hydrating with your electrolytes and your water. And then during the race, making sure that you're bringing in about 60 grams per hour that you're out on the course. So if the half marathon is going to take you three hours, you need to bring 180 grams of carbs. So if your gummy bear pack is 10 grams and your Liquid IV is 11. That's 21 grams. Actually, it must be that my gummy bears are 13 grams or 12 grams because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm remembering, right, that my every 20 minutes is 23 grams. So 23 grams. So that's one pack of liquid IV. That's one pack of gummy bears. I'm doing three of those an hour. So now I have six things times 3 hours now i have 18 things i have to bring i have pockets that's fine and i just as i eat them i th- you know throw them into the 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 wrappers into the trash okay so find something that works for you so that you can cross the finish line without feeling broken because we want to have fun on these races right that's what it's all about we want to go and enjoy and do the character Pictures and we want to get our running through the castle or the castle behind us photo. And we want to enjoy the parks afterward. If we feel like absolute crap after the race because we didn't fuel properly, we are not going to want to go and enjoy all of the parks afterward. And that's part of the whole thing. You go run a race and then you go on all of the rides, right? That's what we're here for. All right. I hope this was helpful. If you found this helpful, please let, write me a review. I know this is a new podcast, and so reviews really, really help tell the podcast platforms that you're listening to. Maybe it's Apple or Spotify. It tells them that this is relevant and good information, I would, and I would love to hear what you are looking to hear more about and what you thought of this episode. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.